I'm smiling, but this is like the dark talk. Um, <laughs> it's the suffering talk. Um, I have to make another clarification first, because I, I, I'm just, I'm scandalous. Um, I'm properly discipled. Um, I wanted to clarify something that I'm actually glad that somebody brought to my, to my attention. Um, of what I do and don't mean about being detached from people and, and emotions. So what I'm not saying is have no emotion, right? So I'm not saying that, like, if your, like, spouse dies, like, yeah, whatever. Um, like, that's obviously not a normal human response. Um, like, what I am saying is not to be, is to be detached from your emotions, is to acknowledge you have them and they, they have function and meaning, but that, that your emotions don't regulate you. Um, I'm contrary to what I may seem a little bit of an emotional person. Um, so I'm in touch with my emotions. Um, but the, the key is to be detached of saying, even though I feel this way, doesn't mean that I'm going to do this thing. I'm, I'm really angry, but I'm, I'm not going to punch him in the face. Right? Like, is, is, that's what I mean by detaching from it. So if you love your spouse like, and, and, and have affection for them, I think that's healthy. Um, <laughs> if you don't, I have some concerns. Um, so... That, that was what I wanted to clarify, but this time nothing about uh, restaurants or seating arrangements. Um, so we talked first about, about the life of, of Christ, whose life it is that we are trying to, to emulate. Um, and then we ended that with, with Christ's call to say that, that true discipleship is to do the will of the Father, which is what he himself was, was doing. So last talk, the whole point was to try and say, what are ways to lay down your will so that you can put in its place the will of God, which is the gospel, which is to do um, righteousness. But one of the most unpopular um, aspects of discipleship um, and most profitable aspects of discipleship is suffering. Um, and so, and I don't mean that in a masochistic way, we'll discuss it, um, but that the way of of discipleship is synonymous with the call to suffering. And he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things. And he's talking to his disciples. And be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed. And after three days rise again. And he said this plainly. So it's like there's no riddles here. I'm not, I'm, this isn't a parable. Okay, I'm telling you what's going to happen. I'm going to be rejected. I'm going to get killed. And after three days, I'm going to rise. Um, and Peter took him. Right? And so, so, I mean, Peter doesn't always get it right. Um, and he grabs him. It says, and Peter, Peter took him. Right? We're saying, no, come here, Jesus. I'm older than you. No. Okay? And he says, and he, and he, and he was like, this is not right, Lord. You are not going to suffer. We are not going to let this happen. Um, um, and turning and seeing the disciples, it says, Jesus rebuked Peter and said, get behind me, Satan. Um, which has got to have sucked for Peter. Um, you are not on the side of God, but of men. Okay, your, your rejection is suffering. And he called to him the multitude of his disciples and said to them. So he's like, no, 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 let me say this in front of you. And the disciples, and it says, and he called the multitude. Right? He's like, no, 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 listen very carefully. If any man, if any human being, if anybody wants to follow me, let him deny himself, which is what the last talk was about, and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. And that's why I'm saying the call to discipleship is a call of suffering, right? This is not the, the prosperity gospel. 
Um, and then later on, as we, as we read earlier, the other guy that's like, yeah, yeah, yeah let me follow you. And he's like, no, like, like, sure. He didn't say no. He goes, but if you're going to follow me, know that you're going to be homeless. Know that you're not going to have anything. That's not comfortable. Okay, so if you're coming on this road thinking that, like, I'm going to be with Jesus and, like, all that lovey-dovey stuff, um, you're not going to deal well when it sucks. And, and it's going to suck. Um, like, like that's what he constantly re- reminds them, um, and so the the root of the root of our Christian life, as we said, is 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 discipleship to God, and God was manifest to him to us in the person of Christ, as we said, who showed us as again just as a as a recap who the godly man is. Like that's what we're trying to be. And when God came down to us, he didn't come down with authority and fanfare. Um, rather, he emptied himself, as it says, and took the form of a servant. Um, but not just any servant, the suffering servant. So this was, these are some of the prophecies concerning our Lord from Isaiah, which are especially relevant in Lent. I'm just going to go through pieces of it um, before we get into the, the meat of the, of the lecture. Um, behold my servant, this is referring to Christ, the Messiah, whom I uphold, my chosen, in whom my soul delights. I put my spirit upon him, he will bring forth justice to the nations. He will not cry or lift up his voice or make it heard in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break, and a dimly burning wick he will not quench. Um, further on in Isaiah, I'm just going to take pieces of it. Um, the Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious. This is as though it's the voice of the Lord. Um, I turned not backward. I gave my back to those who struck me and my cheeks to those who pulled out the beard. I hid not my face from shame and spitting. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, struck down and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that made us whole. And likewise, most of you are familiar, especially with that last um, passage. Um, so for putting this together, what we're trying to say here, what I'm trying to say is that the Lord is the prototype. Um, the Lord was a suffering service, servant, and the Lord said to us, if you wish to follow me, take up your cross and follow. You will be cast out of synagogues. You will not be welcomed in people's homes. Your own families may turn against you. If you're willing to take all of this, then come and follow me. Okay, so this is the complete opposite of the prosperity gospel, okay? Which, which is the whole, if you are faithful to God, God's going to make you rich, okay? And some of us might think that we don't believe um, in the prosperity gospel, but I, I really do think culturally we do. Um, where it's like, right? do you see God? Because you didn't fast on Friday? You bombed your exam. Right? Or when you did well, it's like, you went to the liturgy. Right? Like, like it's an obvious, right? Like, the, the, somehow this is how God bargains with us. Right? Where it's like, well, I did this. Right? And I, I met someone once who was like, I, I don't know what God wants. I wanted to get into med school. I fasted. I prayed. I confessed. I did liturgy. And I did not get into med school. And I was like, and I, I thought he was joking. And so I, I laughed. Um, <laughs> but he wasn't. Um, and so... <laughs> So I stopped laughing. But I was like, but why did you think that was how it happens? He's like, that's how it is. And I was like, who told you that? He's like, everyone. And so I was like, oh. Um, 
that really sucks. Because um, <laughs> your expectations got shot. God doesn't, that's not how it works. Okay, it's not a tit for tat. This isn't a, a bargaining table where it's like, all right, I'm going to do 40 matanyas and that's going to get me my, like, my perfect GPA. But because I slacked and I did 32, like, I might get a B. Right? This isn't, there's not a, a grading scale of that. So if this is your concept, right, then, then again, be careful that maybe, maybe you're a prosperity gospel person and, and in orthodox clothing. Okay? So suffering is synonymous with, with discipleship. It doesn't mean life is going to be miserable. It just means that you don't have things handed to you on a on a silver platter, people aren't gonna, people don't like truth unless they want truth, right? Like it's, it's, it's really just that simple. Um, These things I have spoken unto you that you might have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation. Like, like this is his promise, okay? But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. And actually, I didn't understand the real meaning of overcome the world until, until recently. As I thought overcome the world is like, I have conquered the world. Like, don't, like, like, don't worry. That's not what he means. Um, because we don't have a God who is, like, taking over the world, like, to, to subjugate it. Right? And be like, okay, these, I've taken it over. These are my slaves now. So don't worry. I own them. Right? That's actually not what he means. Earlier on in that chapter, he makes reference to the ruler of the world. And that was referring to the devil. And overcome, actually the word that's here in the, in, in the Greek is um, the same word used for binding and loosing. Like when, it, when he says, I, all authority I've given you that you loose the, the sins of any. Um, and so he's saying, I have actually released the world. So he's saying, I have actually released you from the tyranny of the devil if you follow with me. So the devil is going to do his thing. The world is going to have his tribulations, but it doesn't own you. Okay, the world doesn't, doesn't own you. You've been released from that. Um, like, I'm going to be going down and I'm, and I'm, I'm going to take him down. Um, yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. This is from St. Paul's letter to Timothy. Also from St. Paul. For unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake. Okay, so these, like again, this, this is consistent. So why? why? Why is there, like, what are, what are the sufferings? What are the sources um, of our suffering? So I'm, I'm going to make it clear that, like, I'm not going to spend a long time, like, other lectures about it being how, how sin is the root cause. I'm just going to take it as a de facto that we can all agree on. Because um, I want to discuss the kind of sufferings that we might see. Um, and I'm not going to offer a solution. Um, because it's not about solution. Um, let me see, it's not about trying to not have suffering, because you will, right? So trying to, to say, oh, here's, this, here's how you can be problem-free, then, then I'm not preaching the gospel, right? Then the whole intro was a waste of time, but it was good. Um, <laughs> okay, so the first kind of suffering is suffering that's your, that's your own darn fault, okay? Um, that I just want to wanna start with, because often that's the problem. Okay, because I don't want us to think, sometimes we think we're suffering on behalf of Christ when it's like, actually, no. Um, and this is because of your own mistakes or maybe because of your, your own passions. Okay, and, and we all have them, right? So I'm, I'm, again, I'm being sarcastic, but we all have it. 
So these are sins, these are negligences, these are passions. Like if you don't study, you don't do well, unless you're naturally gifted, which some people are, I'm not, um, then, then there's a consequence. And so you're not like not doing well because God wants you to not do well and I'm taking it for Jesus. Um, no, you, you probably should have studied. Um, maybe you have a loose tongue. Maybe you gossip, okay? And that's why people don't like talking to you. And so you might be like not treated well or feel you're not treated well or feel like you're not really accepted, but it's because of your, the way that you conduct yourself. Maybe, maybe, maybe you're the one that's always complaining actually. And so they don't want to take you out. Right? I'm not saying that they're right, but it might be because you're doing something. So if it's like, oh, they just don't want to go with me because they can't handle that I'm righteous and they, they get bothered by my presence. Um, but that's okay for the sake of the Lord Jesus. I will take it. No, like you, you need to collect yourself. Okay. Um, like find out like, what is it that I'm doing possibly that could be wrong? How am I reacting to people that maybe isn't the right way? Um, maybe you're very selfish, right? So whatever like the, the sins are, this will cause a reaction in the people that are around you that will usually not be positive in you unless you happen to be among very strong Christians, which many of us are not. Um, and so you'll find yourself isolated or suffering. Um, I mean, there's so many, obviously, different uh, things we could use as examples. You gossip, you lie, you betray trust, you're arrogant. Um, and these are sufferings of our, of our own causes. Um, and it's not the end of the world, okay? Like, it's not like, like game over now, you'll never have friends, right? But it's just saying, be aware that maybe you're doing something wrong. And once you're aware, then fix it. That's what repentance is. Right? Repentance is not like, my sins and rip open your clothes and heap ashes on your head. That might be guilt. I don't know. Like, or, or, I don't know what that is. I don't do it. But repentance itself objectively is not that. Okay? Repentance objectively is simply a change of heart, a change of mind of saying, oh, I'm mistaken. I should stop. It's, it's literally that simple. It's not an emotional thing. I might have emotions associated with it because I feel badly. Um, about the thing, but it's not it's not actually what God is, is asking from me. So if you have something in you that's causing these 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 problems, no no problem. Just repent. Right? Just just stop. Um, especially because you might become a stumbling block to others. Right? Because what you're doing might actually make people curse God. Right? Because they're like, oh, no, no, this is in the name of, of the Lord. And it's like, well, I can't stand that guy. Like, if that's what the Lord wants, then I don't want the Lord. Right? Um, just like, like when, 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 I mean, we've, we've probably all met people like that. Like, there's been people that I've been around and just like, um, first I felt like a sinner, and then I just felt turned off. Right? And it's like, I, I don't want that kind of religion. Um, and then it made me doubt myself. Like, am I not a religion? Like, am I not a Christian? Um, so... We can be a real turnoff, and, and it's, it's hard that sometimes we're doing it knowingly, sometimes unknowingly. I know I've offended people many times in my life, um, but we can only control what we control. Once you become aware, then try, right? That's, that's what we're called to do. Um, and like I said, there's also human passions that are part of the human condition that we suffer from. There are some things that are certain phases of life we wrestle with more um, and, and with those that just requires some, some patience to get through and guidance but I won't dwell on that 
The second is because sometimes you'll suffer as a disciple because people in the temple, okay, or in the church, hate the truth. Um, when, and obviously I'm going to keep using our Lord as an example because as we said, he's the archetype. Um, when our Lord cast out demons, they really, like, they just, they didn't know how to react, right? So they were like, okay, it happened, right? It happened in front of us, so we can't say it's a fraud, right? Because if they could have, then they probably would have. And like, but we can't say it's God because we don't like him. Because if we acknowledge that this guy is from God, then that forces me to confront that there's something in me that's not right. So their solution was, you're the devil, right? And, and they, they literally called him that. Um, and they're like, no, 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 you, you are Beelzebub, right? You are the Lord of the flies. Um, and they just, they could not, they would not accept that it was God's authority. Um, when the, the man born blind was healed, they, like they, the people of the temple, they legit just, they, they lost it. They went, they went crazy. Right, as we said yesterday, he, like they pretty much put him on trial, but they're having this constant back and forth. They're like, everyone has said yes, he was born blind. We all know that it's him. They bring the guy, and he's like, yes, it's me. Right? Then he go. They go to the parents, like, is this your kid? And they're like, yeah, it's our kid. We have nothing to do with it. Right? Like, like they're they're afraid of the of the repercussions if they were to give any positivity towards the Lord. And then they go back to the guy, and he's like, guys, I don't know what you want. Okay. I only know I was blind. I can see that guy did it. You say sinners don't do miracles. He did a miracle. Make of it what you want. Right. And they're not like, yeah, they're like, oh, so are you a disciple of him? He's like, I don't even care, guys. Right. Um, he's like, maybe I am. I don't know. But whatever it is that you're doing is, is wrong. Right. And this is what I mean about there. These people are now in the first category of they are the stumbling block to others. Right, where like now this guy's like, I don't want your temple, right? Like I've already not been in it for years, but now I really don't want it, right? And then he's able to recognize who Jesus is, um, and he and he bows and he identifies him as God, but this is how badly they don't want the truth to be that he is God, right? And so he's treated horribly, um, and they don't have an answer. Right? Actually, the conclusion of this like, mini-trial is Jesus saying, you know who's guilty? You. Um, and, and he turns the tables on them, and they're just kind of speechless, and they're just kind of like, oh, we're going to go do our business now. Um, and he answers here and elsewhere that they just they don't accept the answers. Right? They, they don't have um, replies. Sorry. Um, today, this sometimes might be exhibited... That maybe there's a teaching of yours that's attacked um, that maybe isn't wrong, okay? Um, it might happen if you have a particular view of which maybe there's not a dogma. Um, like there's, there's, there's a, a healthy space of debate where it's not something we have um, an official stance on. But other members of the community feel really strongly um, against your view. Um, maybe you um, corrected a fellow servant in a teaching and so, like, gently and maybe not in front of people, and, and that upset them. And so then it becomes, like, a, a vendetta thing. Um, I'm trying to think of a, of a practical example. Um, I don't know, like, I, uh, yeah, like, what if, like for example, may, maybe 
like in in Sunday school class or youth group or whatever, you made a comment that having long hair isn't necessarily wrong. Um, like like it's not intrinsically a sin that that it might be a cultural thing or maybe you made a comment about tattoos. I won't go there, but um, and so there's not a dogma on it, and so then you've got another person who is just like I can't believe they 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 said this to the kids. Oh no, like they're all gonna go out and then have man buns. Um, like, and so then it's just like, I'm not going to allow this guy to speak anymore. And so suddenly you're like kind of marginalized because you're the liberal, um, of the group or whatnot. And it can be the opposite, right? It could be, um, an interpretation. It could be, uh, we have a bunch of debates in the church today about like too much stuff. And so that can happen, right? That's not something that, that only occurs in, um, in the, in the first century. It's stuff that definitely still happens today. Um, and so you could be marginalized. I know people have been thrown out of service for having a particular view that is orthodox, um, where they've been completely kicked out. Um, but here I would just also put a caveat, make sure that you're not the cause of your own suffering, right? In the sense of ask yourself if what you're saying or doing is actually objectively right. Like, is there an objective thing going on? Um, is it your place or position to speak? Um, did you approach the right way and the wise way? Like, did you seek guidance? Because you might be saying something that's true, but you still cause your own suffering by doing it the wrong way. Like, maybe somebody was, like, saying heresy in the classroom and you, like, slam the table and be like, you're a heretic, right? And I think that's not really, like, the best way to go about it. Um, and so if he hates you, like, I don't blame him. Um, so, like, don't, don't, like, don't create a, don't create a crisis. Um, I'm going to try and go through this one faster so we have time for more questions. Sometimes the suffering, so we said that there's people inside the temple, but sometimes the suffering is because people outside the temple hate the truth. Okay? So the Lord was held up to the mockery, both of the Gentiles and the Jews, when he walked um, the road to, to Golgotha. Okay? It was Romans who mocked, saying, oh, so that's the king of the Jews, right? So it, wasn't, it, was, it was people who weren't just Jews. Um, it was the Romans who cast lots on his garments. It was the Romans who scourged, nailed, and pierced him. Um, and so ultimately, our, our Lord was treated badly by, by outsiders. Um, so this today, like, isn't hard to, to understand. This today is the mockery that you will receive from the outside world. Um, and sometimes worse than mockery. If you remain true to your identity as a son or daughter of God... Um, that's not always met well. This can be your stance on sexuality. Um, this can be your view of relationships, your control over your language, your persistence <laughs> in a spiritual way. Um, we're all likely aware of people who have been mocked for not getting laid. Um, there's a kid up in, in Northridge that like it boiled my blood um, at one point where there was a newcomer family, relatively speaking, they'd only been there for a year or two. And the teacher, who was an atheist, demanded that the kid write an extra paper that no one else in the class was required to write to justify his belief in God. Um, a, a, a compulsory assignment given only to one kid. And the parents didn't understand. Um, Edwin and David did, um, thank God. Um, and and he, he did speak up on the kid's behalf. But like, that's disturbing, right? Like, that's, that, like, to me, that's extremely disturbing. Right, that it, that that a teacher can have use their authority to say, no, you better you better explain yourself why you believe in this in this God, um, because who knows what kind of strength that person would have, 
right? To deal with that and being like, am I an idiot? Um, should I not believe, right? I've been told about TAs that openly within actual class, not like a one-on-one on the side, openly mocking people for their beliefs, right? So many people when they're asked about homosexuality, like, uh, live and let be, um, I like, everyone is entitled to everything um and like he's gay and that's okay and i'm not saying those things are wrong things to say but i'm saying we've been conditioned to answer in certain ways because we don't want to go there right because it's going to be met with hostility right it's going to be met with a certain view right where like it's to the point now where if you were to argue for example against abortion from a totally secular perspective they might be somewhat quiet but if they find out that you're a Christian, game over. And it's like, oh, <laughs> it's because you're a Christian, right? Therefore, everything you said is now invalid, right? Even, even if you didn't even bring up one verse from, from the Bible, it's like game over because you're one of them, okay? So the hostility from the outside um, is, is very, very, very much there. Even on national radio in Canada, like I used to like listening to the the main it's like the the CBC the Canadian BBC, um, but the um, it used to be really good discussions. Like I used to love listening in, and and they were doing an interview with Richard Dawkins, um, like atheist hero, um, and the host um, was like drooling all over the guy, um, and he was just like, how can we enlighten these people who just don't get it? Um, I'm like, hi, we're, we're listening. <laughs> like, we're right here. Um, but it's like that contempt of like those poor idiots um, that just are not illumined like we are. Um, where it's like, yeah, we're not all morons. Like, um, but that's the assumption, right? Like, is, is there is an external hostility. This is part of discipleship, right? And so if you're not willing to suffer that, if you're going to run from that, then you're not a disciple. Right, where it's like, okay, call me what you want. Okay, you've decided I'm a bigot and I haven't opened my mouth. Thank you, no problem. Okay, like that's, that's the affirmation right away. You've decided that I'm a Republican, like, as though that's the biggest insult in the world, right? But it's like, there's all these labels that go with it. Oh, so you're malicious and you're a sexist and you don't believe in freedom and you think that women are scum. Um, and there's like all of this like association with this one word, like that goes down. Right, so are you willing to suffer that, right? Or are you, or are you gonna be like, I don't, I'm sorry, Lord, but like I have a social thing. I feel bad, like there's this, this guy that I know that had that, not had to, but he couldn't handle the pressure of not having a girlfriend because of the guy jokes in the locker room. So he made a fictitious girlfriend that was long distance. Um, and he made up a name and her characteristics and their talks and she's amazing guys and um, like it was just like I just I need them off my back um, and so he's like, they, he's like or they're gonna think I'm gay or they bully me or they whatever so the guy like lived in a romantic non-existent relationship for two years I was impressed but um, <laughs> then they broke up because um, <laughs> he went to college um, so this is it's real but like like i laugh but that poor kid really felt pressure right like like it was pressure enough that he was okay with this fictitious girl um i hope that he learned from his relationship um (laughs) sometimes we suffer because our own family rejects us 
Um, and this is actually very difficult. Suffering from within your own church is very difficult. Very, very difficult. Um, like to feel like ostracized or to feel like an outcast in your own home, like your spiritual home sucks and feeling like it in your own physical home also. These are, are very, very brutal. Um, and this is why our, our Lord said, like he was like, no, your, your, your kids might rise against you. Father will, will go against son and son against father and mother against daughter. It's like there will be brokenness um, as a result of being my disciples, not because of anything other than they might not, they might not like the truth. Um, and as we said, um, when we were talking about the life of the Lord, our Lord suffered this, right? Our Lord suffered rejection at the hands of his own family, right? And that we, we talked about his kinsmen, they wanted to kill him, right? We talked about his, his cousins that were sarcastic um, and sending him to Jerusalem, knowing that everybody wants to, that, that in Jerusalem they, they want him killed, right? Like, like they, they, people were, were aware that this was, was brewing, so sometimes our families hate what we're doing or they're sarcastic about our seriousness with faith, right? Um, where like sometimes they might even outright attack it um, and attempt to prevent somebody from even doing something, right? Like sometimes like a, maybe one of the parents wants to do something that's, they own a business and it's not doing well and it's like, you know, I'm just gonna do this. Like it's not perfect, but they'll find some justification of why it's allowed for them right um and you're like that's that's not that's not right like oh wow you are a saint now um and it gets all like sarcastic um of like who you're thinking oh wow yeah you bleed oil and it's dripping with sarcasm just like i thought this is what we believe in um and so it's like yeah my dad used to be the most sarcastic with me, but I was kind of dumb. But, um, <laughs> or, um, like, the business sleeve and the cross, like, the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And when you're like, no, you should forgive them. Why don't you forgive them? Why don't you turn the other cheek? And, and then it's like, that's like the dumbest thing they've ever heard. Um, meanwhile, like, if you come and complain, you're like, like, manish, okay, it's all right, it's all right. Forgive, turn the other cheek. And it's like, me only, like... Do you not? Um, and sometimes if the whole family hasn't been religious and one person does, sometimes it actually makes them very uncomfortable, right? Where it's just like, this is not okay with me. They're changing. We used to be able to do these things together, right? But now we're not able to do these things because this person got righteous. Um, so like if there was a wrong behavior and the person saying, actually, I don't want to do the wrong anymore, that, can, that actually causes conflict. It causes... Um, a real strife in the house and it can, it can escalate and it can escalate hard. Um, and so I know, uh, I, I know the friend of this guy, I don't know the guy himself. Um, he was a Protestant, um, who converted to Orthodoxy in Egypt. Um, and his family wasn't really that religious. And so one time when they're going to eat, he was like, can we pray before we eat? And like, so, I mean, Praying before we eat isn't an orthodox thing. Everybody does it. Um, but then he did the sign of the cross. And they just, like, erupted in laughter. Um, and, like, mocked him. And, like, like oh, wow, like, your little voodoo stuff. And, like, there was all, like, it sucked. So he was upset. He was very, very, very upset. He left the table. He went to his room um, crying. He was like, okay, God, like, I can't handle this. Um, he was like, like I, I became orthodox for you. All I'm getting is ridicule. Like, I believe this is the truth. This is why I did it. 
Um, so, I mean, he got hooked up. St. Anthony appeared and prayed the Gveya with him and gave him a hug. Um, <laughs> which is nice. Most of us just do the suffering part. Um, <laughs> but he got the St. Anthony part. Um, but, like, it, it, it's, it's, it is a real, it's a real suffering. Um, for others, it's suffering physically. Um, and we know that the Lord physically suffered immensely. I don't need to, to go into that. Um, but how that manifests for us, this can be illnesses, handicaps, physical injuries, diseases, um, mental illness. These are all, these are all ailments um, of the body that we might, that we might suffer. And sometimes we suffer from spiritual exercise. So this is a kind of suffering that I would say is, is not a bad kind of suffering. This is the, um, this is when we feel like the labor of serving the Lord sucks. Okay, like this is only human. Um, it might be purity, it might be fasting, it might be liturgy of being like, I, I'm doing it, but I'm not enjoying it. I'm suffering it, right? Where like, I, I'm, not, I'm not loving that, that I'm not doing these things that everyone else seems to be allowed um, to do. Um, sometimes, like, sometimes people are, it's almost like the, the gym pain, right? Like, where it's like, it's the good pain, right? Where it's just like, okay, I mean, the muscles are working, but I don't like it. Um, like, I don't like, um, pain. Um, and sometimes it's because actually I might be doing it wrong. I, I overused this story, but I, I like it. Um, the first time I went to the gym when I wasn't, like, as big as I am, um, I was like, I want to get a six-pack. So I started doing crunches. And so I got on that bench thing that, like, is designed for you to do your crunches, like, properly. So I did, like, 10. Felt nothing. So I'm like, I thought it was supposed to, like, hurt. So I did 20, nothing, 30, 40. I ended up doing, like, I don't know, 400-something, and I felt nothing. And I'm like, I suck at crunches. Um, <laughs> I went home, went to bed, I woke up, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I couldn't get up, <laughs> and then I couldn't cough, I couldn't breathe, <laughs> and, I, and I would laugh, it hurts, <laughs> and oh, um, <laughs> next day, um, and so I couldn't do anything for like a week, um, <laughs> because I was stupid, um, but I didn't, I didn't know, right, so it was... <laughs> George's like, I do 700. Um, so we, we sometimes suffer from doing something right. This wasn't right. But um, that we think is right or has that a right cause, but it might not be done the right way, or maybe it's done, or maybe the pain itself is a good pain. I mean, I guess it was technically good pain. Um, and did something to the muscles. Um, I just don't know what. Because um, I stopped. Um, so sometimes it's suffering from spiritual exercise. And then the last one, and I intentionally save this for last, because we tend to usually want to start there. Um, but I, I, I think we ought not to. I think this should be the one that we look to after the other ones are, is suffering because the, the devil is outright attacking. Okay? Um, we, we, we've read, we know that the devil stirs up the people. Right? Um, actually, one of the verses is like, and he, 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 he caused a murmuring among the people. Right, where he's like working at grassroots to just cause this strife, right, to work itself up. It says that the devil entered the heart of Judas. Um, he definitely aided in the plotting of the death of our Lord, right? The, the, devil, um, the devil hates you. Um, 
very much. Um, so he's always wanting to take you down. Um, and any of you who have put any effort into spiritual life, especially when you renew your strength or you renew like the battle, almost everyone's like, man, once I start trying to get religious, everything goes wrong. He's like, yeah, yes. Right? Like, like the devil's not going to be like, oh, bro. Right? Like, way to go. You found Jesus. Right? He's like, no, like, give me that kid back. That's mine. That's my property. Right? And so he will push and fight at every single thing you do. Right? If you started getting guidance, it'll be like, your guide's an idiot. Um, if that doesn't work, you know, your guide, you, he, doesn't, he doesn't get you. Um, or you're not growing. Right? Whereas like, if there was any kind of growth, take it away. You started praying, find a billion reasons why not to pray. Right? If you started like, serving, it'll be like, look how awful these servants are. Did you realize that they're all hypocrites and liars and idiots? Um, you should leave because they're filthy. You are better. Yeah, may, maybe you were doing these sins, but look at theirs, right? There, there's nothing that he's going to leave alone that you touch and say, I'm proud of you. Actually, if you find a really, like a period of calm, be very worried. <laughs> um, be very worried because it means something is being planned. Um, maybe I'll tell the story the next time, whatever, too late. Like, one time, I, <laughs> one time I kept on getting these thoughts of smoking, and I was in pharmacy school, and I'm like, that's the, like, the dumbest thing to tempt me with. Um, and so, like, I'm like, no, that's dumb. Um, and I went into confession to when I'm just like, he's, like, so dumb of when I'm, like, really arrogant. He, like, tell me to smoke, and I'm like, that's lame. And Abuna just looks at me, and he goes, you're dumb. Uh, <laughs> I love my priest. He's very straight. Um, and he was like, don't, uh, don't provoke him. Um, and he goes, he is probably planning something really big, and you think you're so smart. Um, sure enough, within a month, like, because um, I'm dumb. Um, but it's, it's, it's the, the devil's way. He has strategies, um, and he, he's not ever, 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 ever going to be content to leave you in, the, in, in pursuit of righteousness. Okay? So expect there to be warfare, particularly when you're putting an effort um, towards improving your, your relationship with God. So I was going to use two quotes that I like because of how we tend to look at suffering, because I'm going to go into like how to find meaning or, or value in the suffering. But um, this one is from Abadora Theos. If you guys haven't read um, Discourses and Sayings by Abadora Theos, that's a great like Lent book. Um, he's like fifth, sixth century, but the, the dude is like he's actually hilarious, um, and he tells lots of stories. Like it's not just like like when he talks about any virtue, it's not just like a, a an essay on the virtue. It's like let me tell you stories of of where this went really well and where this didn't go well. So he's talking about how, how most of us tend to view sufferings. Um, he's like, we leave God who grants us occasion of this kind to purify us from our sins. So it's like, okay, so God is like, here's a, here's a way that you can grow closer to me. Um, and instead of viewing it that way, we run to our friends crying. Why did you say this to me? Why did you do this to me? And whereas we would have been able to get great profit from this tribulation, we bring the opposite on ourselves, being unaware that everything happens by the foreknowledge of God for the benefit of each of us, 
Right? It's like you, you've lost your opportunity because all you want, you, you, you just, we tend to just whine, right? And just be like, this sucks. I can't believe they said this. I can't believe they did this. I tried this. They did this. And you get stuck in that, in that zone. Um, this one I particularly like from another elder unnamed from the paradise. Um, we don't advance because we don't know our capacity, he says. And we, have, we don't have sufficient patience in the work which we begin. So we want spiritual excellence but without working for it. And we go from place to place expecting to find some spot where Satan is not. And then when we see the temptation of Satan in that place where we've been called, he who gets the war stays put and he who doesn't gives up. Right? So he's like, people are saying, yeah, I want to be spiritual, I want to be good, but I want to do nothing to attain it. Right? I want this six-pack, but I don't want to change my diet, I don't want to go to the gym, I don't want to do anything, but I want this six-pack. Right? And then he's saying, but then on top of it, you go somewhere because you're like, no, 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 I'm going to go where the devil's not. Um, and he's like, which that doesn't exist. Um, and so that you go somewhere thinking the devil's not there. And then when the devil starts doing his work because he's going to, you either get it or you don't. If you get it, you stay put and you persevere and you don't just say, bun it all, screw this, I'm leaving. Right? You put up the fight. He's like, but if you don't get it, then you do. Then you're saying, I'm not doing this. Right? He's like, this, is, this, happen, this tends to be the mentality of most of us. Um, so what should be my disposition towards suffering as a disciple? St. Anthony says, the greatest might of a person is to bring upon his soul his transgression at all times before God, and he must expect temptation until the end. You're going to suffer and you should expect this, and this can become your greatest might. Um, how? It's like the work needed to graduate, okay? It's like the work for the six-pack, as we said, to climb Everest, whatever it is that's your goal or your ambition. Like, even secular society always says it, no pain, no gain. Okay, like, we, we all know this um, on, some, on some level. But what, is, what, is, what does suffering mean? Like, what is, what, what is our suffering? So the first thing is that it's, it's romantic. Um, you might not have see it that way, but it, it is actually a very, very romantic thing. Um, it's a way to show love to God. It's self-denial. Um, the only way we have to show somebody that we care about them, that we love them, is, 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 is through free will, is through choice, right? All of the most, like, like epic, lovey-dovey, like, rom-coms or, like, movies are about that guy who travels to the ends of the earth to get the rock that she needs to prove his undying love for her, and he'll get imprisoned and tortured, and like all sorts of stuff happens, and he's like 90, and he gets back, and she's like got grown like gray hair, and she's like, I waited for you, and he's like, yeah, me too, and I brought you your rock, um, and it's like, and everyone's happy, and it's romantic, oh wow, look what he did, and he never lost sight of this, of this, this lady. Right, and if if she got married, then it switches to tragedy. Um, but the 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 romance is 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 in his suffering, right? That he did, um, even without her physically being present, right? Like that 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 that's what was beautiful about it. It's that it's how you use your will to show who you value, and so to be willing to show this to God. 
um, is, is a, such a meaningful way to show him that you care. Saying, Lord, you know what, maybe I'm not virtuous. Okay, maybe I'm not the most forgiving person um, like Macarius. Maybe I'm not um, the most like disciplined or the most discerning like Antony. Maybe I'm not like Saint Damiana and willing to put my life down in this way. But what I'm going to do is be with you. I'm going to be faithful, right? I'm going to I'm going to try. I'm going to just try never to to deny you. But what's a much deeper thing, okay, to see the the beauty of this. We spoke yesterday of the gruesomeness of the cross, and it was intentional. Is that he said, Come carry the cross with me. Okay? There's a reason, hopefully, now you can understand why Simon of Cyrene was compelled to carry the cross. Because Simon would have been like, I, I don't want to do the walk of shame. Like, they're going to think that I'm, I'm the guy, and they're going to shame me. And what Christ is saying, will you join me on the walk of shame? He's in, inviting you to say, will you carry with me the cross? I'm carrying in front of you. Okay, I'm carrying in front of you. Will you participate with me in my suffering? There is no deeper meaning of any love of anyone, and you all know this in your hearts, of who's with you in your suffering. Right? Not, not the ones who say nice things to you, like that's nice, but the ones who are like, I want to be present with you. What can I carry with you? What can I do with you? Anything that I can do. And he's saying, then carry it with me. He's invited us to be fellow sufferers with him, which is beautiful. That we can say, how am I worthy? Like, it's an honor that you let me. Sorry. Um, And it's sharing in God's suffering when it's unjust suffering. Right? It has to be that it was unjust. Second is that it brings out virtue. Right? Suffering brings out virtue. It perfects you. Evagrius Ponticus. He's one of the, the, the most boss desert fathers. Um, he was an academic, which wasn't that common in those times. Evil is not created as the absence of good. Wrong points out. Suffering points out. Um, the lack of virtue in us um, because of our, of our reactions. When someone tells you there's something wrong and you fix it, then your ego is clearly still... And sorry, you freak out. Then, you're, then your ego is still there, right? Like if you're upset that someone says... I know I've said this story a lot, but again, it works. When I was a novice at St. Anthony's, I said this on the previous GYPs, um, some like monk like owned me. Um, and just like, like, you're blah, blah, blah. And like, and I did like the righteous thing. I'm like, achtit, achtit, I've sinned. Um, and so when I went to confession, I was like, yeah, so a monk, I'm not going to say who, like totally, like pretty much cussed me out. And I'm like, I answered him right. Um, like I, I did the I've sinned, I'm so horrible and bowed my head and all that. And I was like, but to be honest, on the inside, I'm like, I was like, you suck. Um, you're not a monk. If you were a monk, you wouldn't even say that, and you're horrible, and I can't believe that you're wearing that uniform. Um, and it went on and on and on and on. And it was like, it was Sayyidina, I'm a Serbian. Um, and he was like, good. And I was like, what? <laughs> and he was like, because you thought you were patient. You're not. Um, when you're stuck, in, he's like, when you're in your cell doing whatever you want, whenever you please, you're never challenged, right? So you did not know that you are not patient. 
Um, and you returned evil for evil, even if you didn't say it out loud. And like, he's like, I'm glad you didn't say that. Um, but he was like, you, you have this, the, the, the so-called suffering exposed that, like, I suck, right? Not, not, a, not, not a Buddha sucks, I suck. Um, I mean, there's other spiritual ways of dealing with it, of saying, well, maybe there's truth in what a Buddha said and making it real about me, which is a better way. Um, if someone slanders you, for example, it shows how much you care about your image more than you do necessarily with the image of God, right? Maybe you're like, I'm leaving the service. They don't appreciate me. They, they say this and this and this and this, right? It's like, okay, but your, your reaction to what you think they're doing wrong, which you could be mistaken in your, your analysis, but for the sake of argument, let's say you are correct in your analysis, reflects whether or not your, your suffering is taking you towards a virtue or whether it's making you, instead of denying your will, demanding your will more, right? Demanding honor, demanding praise, demanding your way, and, and cloaking up that, no, I'm not really doing that when it's like, well, actually, underneath it all, maybe, maybe you are. Um, this is another one of the Desert Fathers that I really, really love. Um, like to say, this is where we're supposed to get, where we're supposed to get to. I, we read a whole bunch of stories this morning about monks being robbed, but this is one of my favorites of those. Um, one sentence long. And another of the fathers, when he was being plundered, said to the thieves, hurry, be quick before the brothers come. Um, <laughs> where he was like, no, no, quick, 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 because when they come, they might stop you. Like, so get your stuff and, and go. So that's what it looks like with practice. Um, and, and, and we can change people if we do the suffering the right way. There's another story of a brother who was standing... And he, he had to go somewhere and he got lost. So he asked this guy who is not a good guy, how do I get to wherever? And he, so the guy actually took him totally off road into a deserted place where he intended to do him um, harm. So he's like, we just, we need to cross this, uh, this water um, and then I'll be able to put you on your way. And his intention was evil. Um, but as the guy started swimming across, a crocodile was going after him because there was tons in Egypt. Um, and so the simple monk yelled after him. He's like, dude, there's a crocodile after you. Um, and the guy, like the monk knew he was getting owned, like it was game over. Um, and so like, like, it's not like he doesn't know. And so the guy, because of the warning, like got to safety. And he's like, who, who is this guy? Right? So wrong pulls out what's like like suffering pulls out your response like where you lack whereas and, and whereas light can too right so it's better for you to be light but if you're in a position of suffering if you're not at peace it means that your will is being challenged right and we're saying that the whole idea is lay down your will because you're never going to be unhappy if your will is the same as what's happening Right? Otherwise, you, you have a psychological issue and I'm not being sarcastic. Because you, you shouldn't be upset that I want this and I'm getting this and I'm so upset. Right? That's not where the conflict comes from. It's usually, I'm not happy that this is happening because I prefer this to be happening. Whereas when I put down my will, it's like I'm fine with everything. I don't have a will. Um, and so it doesn't matter to me. Um, so this is, this is the importance of bringing out the virtue from it. And suffering can become a means to attaining the kingdom if you do it quietly. Um, we must, through much tribulations, enter the kingdom of God. Um, 
I hear there's two stories that I like. I don't know how many of you have heard the story of Peter the Slave. Um, Peter the Slave was a guy in Egypt that was filthy rich and a complete like jerk, and he was really obnoxious and couldn't stand people other than the world to do like himself. Um, and so he had he was not a really devout person, and when beggars would come to him, he would like he would treat them like garbage. So one day, some beggar just like kept on nagging him. Um, or sort of nagging in America. Um, so they kept on nagging. I can't say it like you guys. Um, and in frustration, he like whips a coin at her. Um, and so he goes home and he goes to bed and he has this vision where St. Mary takes him to heaven and shows him these beautiful places that all these righteous people are living in. And he's thinking, I'm rich. I'm going to have a really good house. Um, and he finds like this little shack. I was like, this one's yours. I'm like, that's mine? He's like, yeah, that's for the, the shekel like, that you chucked at the lady. So when he arose from his sleep, he was like, okay, I, I have to change. So he sold everything he had, and he gave everything away to the poor. And then he met a person on the road who was begging, and he had already given all away his money. So he sold himself as a slave and gave the price of his, like, his, his slavery to the guy who begged. Right? And, and this rich man lived a life of, of suffering as a slave. He now had lost it, but he didn't feel that it was suffering. And that became his means to the kingdom. Right? That, that he, turned, he turned this life of, and we call him Peter the slave, and, and, and intentionally, like, here's a saint who was a slave, a voluntary slave, right? whose sufferings literally brought him to the kingdom. And one of the, one of the desert fathers makes a, a comment that I really, really liked about Lazarus from the Bible, the rich, you know the, the story of rich man and Lazarus? So not Lazarus raised from the dead Lazarus, Lazarus the guy that was just poor, right? And, it, and, and the, the Desert Father says, you know, we don't find that the Bible says anything that Lazarus every, ever did that was excellent, other than that he never murmured against the rich man as being someone who didn't show him mercy. But he bore his infirmity with the giving of thanks. And because of this, God took to himself. I, I never thought of that. It was like, there was nothing amazing about Lazarus. Nothing. Right? We have no idea. We just know he was poor. But because he just, he accepted it, didn't murmur and complain about it, that was enough. Right? That your, your suffering could be your ticket if, you, if you're willing um, to, bear, to bear it. Suffering purifies you so that you can see God. And that his gifts grow in you. Um, because suffering helps take away the wrongs that are in us, as we said, with the, the vices. Um, I won't spend too long on this. There's a, a story of St. John the Short you've probably heard before, where St. John the Short um, prays to not have temptation anymore. Um, and so God obliges. And so he goes showing off. John's a really cool guy because he, like, he had a really dumb phase. Um, and then he got like, but because of it, he's way more real. Um, like, so like, um, like he was just, he was just weird. Like, like he was like, I don't, I'm not like one time he told his brother, like, I don't, I don't do this worldly work you guys do. Um, I'm going to go and, and take a cave and, and, and be like the angels. Um, this wasn't the story I was going to tell, but just to get a sense of John. Um, and so like dinner time comes and he's like, I'm hungry. So he's like, no one brought me food. And so he walks over to his brother's cell and knocks. Um, and he was like, who is it? He's like, it's me, it's John, it's your brother. Um, and this was actually his brother in the flesh. Like it wasn't just a, a monk brother. Um, 
And he's like, John, who's John? He's like, it's me, John. And he's like, I don't know, John. John, my brother became an angel. Um, and angels don't need to eat. Um, and so he's like, dang. Um, so John had a, had a funny start, but John becomes one of the greatest avos of the desert and one of the ones, the most compassionate and best to lift people up because, because he was real. But John, he prayed to have no temptation. And he goes to like one of those, like, guess what? I don't have temptation. And the other's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, you better go back and ask for it back if you want the kingdom. Um, and so, so he does. And it says, and then from that point forth, John didn't say, Lord, remove it from me. He said, Lord, give me the grace. Give me the strength needed to, to get through it. I won't dwell on that. Um, this one is very important. Um, the, last, the last point of, of the meaning for it is that suffering, suffering humanizes you. Okay? For we have not a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but one who is in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sinning. Let us then with confidence draw near the throne of grace and we receive mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. So this is about our Lord, right? That because he became flesh, he can relate to us, right? That's why it's saying we don't have our high priest, our Lord Jesus is not someone who doesn't get us. The same is true for you to everyone else as a disciple, right? Because when you have experienced suffering, you no longer answer people in a way that might be offensive that you thought was really righteous, right? For example, um, having struggled with disease personally, I used to be one of those people who like, would be like, oh, you know, like cancer, wow, the disease from heaven, God must really love you, right? And some people are like, uh, no, I hate it, right? And you're like, no, don't say that, because you have no idea, right? You, you, didn't, you, didn't, you didn't suffer illness, so you don't realize that for some people that's not something, some people are at the stage of gratitude, good, like for them, but not everybody's there. So you're like, oh, you're lucky, like, I wish that I would, like, no, you don't. Right, because you, you don't you don't know what it's what it's like, right? And so you'll say things that are so offensive, um, that 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 aren't right. I met I met somebody struggling with with MS who hadn't like wasn't able yet to tell their their friends. It was a very it was a young person. And it was like no, I I don't I don't like it. I'm I'm not excited, um, about my my disease. Um, may, maybe one day I will be, but I'm definitely not, right? And if you've had an experience of suffering that's similar to them, then, then you'll, you'll know, right? In the same way when you've had, I don't know, someone in your family, someone has a, has a, has a child at a wedlock, or somebody um, does something really dumb, or someone gets arrested for drugs, and when you've gone through it, right, you're no longer going to be like, oh, there's probably horrible parents. No, right? Like, it, it doesn't mean that at all. Right, and you and you and you'll cast judgments and you'll say things. Whereas instead, when you've gone through suffering, your first impulse is not going to be judgment or fake comfort. It's going to be, how can I help you? Is there something I can do to help carry the burden with you? Is there anything? Okay, that's that's going to be the response. So when somebody comes to you with their experience of suffering, they find real comfort. Right, my spiritual father, um, one of my spiritual fathers. Um, it's like my first year of priesthood and like a whole bunch of like garbage happened like in a week. Um, Kareem and Gowley had passed away. Um, I went to Bishoy in, in LA passed away. Um, like a whole bunch of stuff happened and there was some personal, like everything was just there. I didn't know Kareem. Um, I knew his friends, but I was just like in a, in a, in a funk. Um, and so I was supposed to confess and I messaged my father confession right before I'm like, I'm not, I'm not talking. 
Um, he's like, okay. Um, so the morning I was like, I'll, I'll talk, but I'm not going to confess. Um, so he's like, all right. So I was trying to like pretend that everything was fine. So I'm just like, I'm just down, whatever. I don't even know I'm down. I didn't even know them. I, I'm new here. Um, whatever, I'll be fine, blah, blah. And he was like, why are you trying to escape your mood? Um, I was like, because I thought I was supposed to be like chipper and happy and like optimistic. And he's like, no, like, so you're not in a like crystal sinister mood today. Okay. He was like, you just had a bunch of funerals that that's draining no matter who you are. Um, he was like, you're in a Christ in Gethsemane mode, right? Where, where he's in agony. So don't try and escape where you are. Find God where you are. Um, that today this is who you're going to identify with. And it was very, very helpful. Um, and so not to end it dismally is, is that the suffering is not without reward. It's just that we don't do it for the reward. Okay? Um, because if we're the children of God, who is the king, then as, the, as St. Paul says, then we are heirs of God. Okay? We, we are, we are as, as, as cliche as I think it is, we are kings and queens. We are princes and princesses, actually. And so what we suffer as a unit, we're also glorified as a unit. If we go to war together, the, the experience of war is not fun, it's difficult, but the experience of victory is one of supreme joy. And, and the reward is the thing itself, is that we were fighting for the right thing, right? Nobody goes to war for the sake of war. We go to war because war is compelled upon us, right? We don't provoke, we don't start. But when we fight for this thing, then we're exalted um, together. Um, and we participate in glory, which is why our Lord said, for he who overcomes, I will grant for him to sit with me on my throne. Right? Like he's saying, no, you're, you're, you're a co-regent with me. And so two things to take into um, comfort. One is the promise that we read in 1 Corinthians where, where St. Paul says explicitly, there's no temptation ever that will come to you so long as it is not your own causing. But there's no temptation that we will ever receive for which God, for which you are incapable of handling Okay, as one aspect, or for which, if you are not able, that God is going to give you an exit. Okay, so it, it, it's not like it's uh, like we're going to kill you with suffering. No, the Lord is, is, is near. And as I said, is we receive the kingdom um, of heaven. So remember that if with him we die, with him we rise, um, and that the throne of our God is not an earthly throne, right? The throne that we participate in is in the life to come to him be glory now and always day.